Ever feel judged at the gym? You don't know how to use the leg curl machine? At Planet Fitness, get energy without the judgment. Join the judgment-free zone today during the Big Fitness Energy Sale for 24 cents down, $10 a month. Cancel any time. Deal ends Friday, January 12th. See Home Club for details. We made this. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a cold-blooded, premeditated murder. everyone welcome to another episode of red and buried podcast i'm sarah i'm frankie and we have the excellent will carver with us today hi will hello all right hello thank (laughs) you for joining us all right right. (laughs) (laughs) i also am very excited to have you here will because i've i kind of i kind of stalked you into coming on this podcast well we i think (laughs) I, i kind of met you briefly at the sam ripley launch and you mentioned yeah. it and I was like oh yeah that sounds good and then I met you properly at Harriet didn't I with Simon Twine and uh and then we kind of agreed yes. it then didn't we with a few I'd had a few beers so I was yeah then you couldn't backtrack yeah. after that because you, you caught me yeah I got you to sign <laughs> yeah. that stuff I opened a credit card yeah. in your name actually it was great um we <laughs> talk about you and your brilliant books uh I've got a bio that Sarah didn't oh, write right, okay. I didn't write <laughs> no. it so if you've got any problems with it speak to Frankie I, I will yeah <laughs> There we go. A little taste of it for you there. Okay, so I shall begin. Also, there is one name in here that I'm probably going to pronounce wrong. I'm saying that in advance. Mr. Balliol. 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 Good name. Great name. I'm just a fucking idiot. Right. The bio. All right, Sarah. Will Carver. (laughs) Will Carver is an English author whose books are often referred to as either literary crime novels or it's said that they defy genre which makes, apparently makes them difficult to put on a shelf. Will's books have been long-listed slash shortlisted for the Amazon Reader's Independent Voice Award, the Goldsborough Books Glass Bell Award. Never heard of that one before. That sounds good. Feakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award and the Fingerprint Genre Busting Book of the Year Award, as well as being selected as Book of the Year in, me- in the mainstream press. He's written 12 books. I counted. Is that correct? 12? Well, well my 12th one's coming out, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's written 12 books, his latest being Upstairs at the Beresford, out on November 9th, and is a prequel to the Beresford, which straddles the crime horror genres. Hotel Beresford, an old building just outside the city where any soul is welcome and strange goings on mask explosive, deadly secrets. Danielle Ortega works nights, singing at whatever dive bar will offer her a gig. She gets by keeping to herself. Sam Walker gambles and drinks and can't keep his hands to himself. Now he's tied up in a shoe closet with a dent in his head that matches Danielle's broken ashtray. What are the chances? The man in 731 has been dead for two days and his dog has not stopped barking. Two doors down, the couple who always smokes out the window ledge will mysteriously fall. Upstairs in the penthouse, Mr. Balliol. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Sees it all. He can peer into every crevice of every floor of the hotel from his screen-filled suite. He witnesses humanity and inhumanity in all its forms, loneliness, passion, and desperation in equal measure. All the ingredients he needs to make a deal. When Danielle returns home one night to find Sam gone, a series of sinister events begins to unfold. But strange things often occur at Hotel Beresford and many are only a distraction to hide something much, much darker. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. <laughs> Outside of writing, 
Will lives in Reading with his partner, his five kids and a tortoise. He co-hosts the delightful Let's Get Lit podcast with past guest and best-selling author S.J. Watson, where they discuss important topics such as writing and wine. He is also very charming, wickedly funny and definitely too busy for this silly little podcast, but he's here anyway. Oh, how nice. No, I'm... Well, you put me on the spot now saying I'm wickedly funny. I'm going to have yep. to be wickedly funny, aren't I? Yeah, otherwise just a massive disappointment. It's going to be awkward. Mm. I'm slightly disappointed because Frankie sent me the text for the bio and I spotted a typo in it and I was hoping that she would read it because I you wrote, it. outside Our. of writing, Will lives in Reading with my partner. <laughs> I have a little copy and paste error. I fixed that snafu. Thank you for pointing it out though, Sarah. I was worried that no one would yeah. know. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes. Also, from from reading your Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. you went to Winchester University. I did. Yeah. So did I. Oh, did you, King Alfred? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, it was it, University of Winchester oh, when changed, I went. Yeah. yeah. It changed yeah. a couple of years after that. Yeah. So yeah, but nice, good old Winch. Lovely yeah, it's town. Good. I mean, shuts at eleven, but you know. Yes. You know. Imagine being a student. I know. There. I know. It's <laughs> Did you, did you graduate in the cathedral? I did. Did you? Yes. Well, they told us that we were going to be the last ones that ever, ever did that. Bullshit. Bullshit. Everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute bollocks. Maybe yeah. we were the last kind of uh, King Alfred's year. Uh, and then it was University of Winchester. And then, yeah. Oh, they got you on a technicality there. There's a little asterisk yeah, next it, to that yeah. statement as they said it to you. <laughs> but yeah, good old Winchester. We can talk about that separately, yeah. but it's just, I was like, oh, very interesting. So... Hey. Where to start? Where do you want to start? Where do we want to start? Well, the new novel, Upstairs at the Beresford, loved it. Think it fucked me up a bit. Oh, good. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> so, was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. I mean, I, I would say where did the inspiration come from? But obviously it's a prequel to a previous book. So I suppose where did the inspiration come for, for, from for the Beresford? Well, um, so the Beresford, the original one, the idea behind that is that it's this old apartment building and there's only about six apartments in, in, in the main section. And when someone dies there, people always die. Mm. They have 60 have seconds it. until the next person comes to move in. And I was talking to my agent at the time and he said to me, he had an idea. He'd love someone to kind of go up to a building that they were going to move into and meet the person that they were going to share with. And that person had just killed someone. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I like that idea, too. I'm going to write a book about it. So uh, <laughs> <Mine>. obviously I, <laughs> Yoink! <laughs> I put kind of a Will Carver spin on it to, to make it weird, uh, which is kind of what I yeah. do. And uh, yeah, and that did it did really well. It was and it was fun for me because it was it was like a horror. It, I kind of ventured a little mm. bit into horror, which was nice because I've, I've always liked that. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And where, during the editing process, my editor said, you need to make the building bigger. It can't just be these six apartments. I was like, I mean, by the time it gets to editing, by the time I've finished the book, I'm dead. It's dead to me. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, make the building bigger, you know, fill it with peacocks. I'm just like, yeah, that sounds fine. We'll do that. Peacocks. <laughs> and, uh, and so I added this this big part of the building just because that's what I was uh, told to do. And um, then we sold the rights to for TV for for the Beresford. Very exciting. Yes, which is cool. But they're, they're, uh, the production company were like, oh, if you do a second one, we're up for that too. So I was like, um, well, I should write a second one then. So the inspiration, Money, please. The inspiration <laughs> yeah. was partly, uh, you know, oh, you know, it, it could happen. It could be a second series. So, um, yeah, but then I had this whole building, this whole part of the building that thankfully I agreed to write into the first book. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so I, so I did that. 
and it's great because it's but it's a completely separate story to the first one the uh mm. obviously the mrs may character she's the main character in 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 the first one she looks after the beresford she's like the carol character mm. in in first beresford and uh i kind of wanted to put a little bit of her origin in i don't know if I don't know whether it's a prequel. If you read it, it then ruins the big reveal in the second in, in the Beresford. But oh, I don't know. it's done now. <laughs> but Doesn't you want matter. you want people. I think you want people to read it in the order you've published it. Presumably, you're not like that would be. Cool. I think that would be good because because when the thing yeah. happens in the original Beresford, that is that is great. But actually, I don't know if I think it it will still work. I I did the same mm. with Good Samaritans. Mm. I then wrote Psychopaths Anonymous, like four or five books down the line, that all happens before to one of the characters and. There's a massive twist in Good Samaritans right in the middle. Like, I was like, oh, I don't want to put it at the end. I'll put it smash in the middle, like in a Gone Girl kind of way. And um, yeah, and, and I don't know. Some people have read it one way. Some people have read it the other way around and they get different things from it. So I think it works either way. That's the idea. But all my books are linked. Just read them both. Yeah, just read them both. Read all. all Buy three. multiple copies. Yeah, that would be great. As well. It's coming yeah. to Christmas, you know. Yes. A great present if you want to upset someone. No, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what a, what a cover quote right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I've just, I've just signed off on those as well. Damn. <laughs> it was one of those books I was sitting there reading and I was like, oh my God, what am I reading? Because Sarah's not really a horror a good person. Ah, That's the thing. Right. Well, typically no, you're not. I, I hate horror films. I quite enjoy a horror book. I think it's because I've got quite a poor imagination. Right. So <laughs> it's easy to right. switch off the terror. Yeah. The other bit that really struck me when I started reading it was that um, the kind of whole, I want to say this without giving away spoilers, but this is quite early on. The penthouse with all the screens. It's like, I don't, have you read or seen the film of Sliver? Yes. Mm. Yes. yes. It really reminds me of that. And I absolutely loved that book. So I did. I had that in mind. I did have that in mind when I, when Excellent. I, when I, yeah. Yeah. When I wrote the Balliol character that, that he was kind of that, who played him in one of the Baldwins played him in the film, right? That, yeah. I can't remember. The film was pretty rubbish. I thought, but the book was. Yeah. It was so, so shit. It was good. I quite like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you've written a few, a few kind of, you've written a few series now yeah. at this point in various series capacities. Is. So you say that a book is dead to you once you've finished it. The characters aren't though. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I, uh, I, so I originally wrote um, this kind of supernatural detective series to begin with. Girl for the two, dead set. Um, that was, that was ages ago. I loved it. And then I kind of had a little break and I came back and I wrote this detective pay series, but it's not really a series. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I'd written this story and I just I just shoehorned a detective in. In that first <laughs> book, he's he only appears like on the news, like in the background. And it just says, Oh, Detective mm-hmm. Pace is pissed off. Detective Pace is, I don't know, whatever. It, he's hardly even in it. And then in the second book, in that in the Detective Pace series, he he doesn't turn up for 180 <laughs> pages or something. <laughs> Slacking. I know. Part of me, part of me did that because it was either my editor or my agent said you can't have your series detective not turn up for half the book. And I was like, "We'll see." Yes, I bloody can. <laughs> and then, and then I killed him off in the third one. Um, so, but, but he still shows up in like the fifth one. So it's it's a very weird series. But I think yes, getting back to your question, it was it's the character is is kind of what drives me when i when i write anyway and uh mm. and i i tend to find that i'll write something and i'll have a really minor character in it and i'll think they need their own story and mm. uh and so that's how i link all of my what like my last eight books they're all just mm. so weirdly linked the the woman who steals the bag of money in 
mm. upstairs at the Beresford. She is in mm. um, the Dave's next door. She's an, an old man kind of takes an overdose and her and her boyfriend go in to see him and he thinks that they're angels. So for that whole book, she's like an angel, a pretend angel. And and then I, I just, but I really liked her story. So I, I put her a bit more in this, but I do think I'd like to see what happened to her beforehand. So yeah, the characters stay on, but but really once a book is done, I, I, I am done with it. I just, I can't, I mean, I've forgotten. I'm glad you read like that little synopsis out of this book because <laughs> I've forgotten. I'm kind of three or four books on from that now. Wow. Yeah. Three or four, is that an exaggeration? No. It's not. No, no. I wow. write. I write a lot. I write all the time, and I. I kind of have. I have a lot of different things on the go at once. Oh my god! You have five children. I know. They're... A lot of things on the How go. How do you literally. have time to write? <laughs> I, I, well, I, I. I don't have a lot of sleep. Impl- I don't know what you're implying, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no more coming. There's no more. Um, yeah. I, 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 the trick is to just not sleep a lot. I think it's just a few hours a night. Okay. Get it done. I know that you write a lot because I read your your email, new, your newsletter. I read your Substack. Yeah. Oh yes. About it. Yes. Yeah. Which was we were going to open with asking if you were a plotter or a pan. I know. I know. <laughs> I just I'm so kind of vocal about not being asked a bloody question. But it's good I mean, you but are. the thing is, I I actually find it really interesting, like hearing about it. So when I mm. listen to this show, I, I love hearing what everyone does. But <laughs> it's just it is the question that you do get asked, and 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 it's yeah. Like, how do I make it interesting to me when I when I answer it now? <laughs> so yes, but I do like to I, I do like talking about it. It's just yeah, it's one of those questions. Yeah. You know? Backtracking now <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. No, I think it's yeah. good that you're honest about it. And I also thought I found your everyone should subscribe to Will's Substack because I found you very interesting because you, as you pointed out, a lot of the authors we've had on have said how hard writing is. It takes a long time. Writing a book of year, a year can be a real challenge. But you you are the rare counter voice to that saying you you absolutely can do it. You've just got to prioritize it, essentially. Yeah, I think I, I always say you will, you will always do the things you want to do most. You know, if, if yeah. you, you know, and I always say like people who want to, because I have this fitness company as well. I, I uh, People who really want to lose weight, always lose weight. And you can tell who does and who doesn't. I think if you want to write a book, you've got a, an idea burning a hole in your head then you write it if you really really want to write it more than you want to do other things like watch EastEnders or you know go for a run or go to the pub or whatever so and it's the thing that I want to do so so I so I always find a way to to fit it in yeah and I and I do a lot I do write a lot because I love it it's the thing when you, you always ask I know I'm, I'm nicking your questions but like the thing I love <laughs> the thing I love most is, is the actual sitting down and writing I can love it I just think yeah, all of it as well. I don't. I, people go on about the editing, but I don't. I don't ever have a big edit. I tend to. I do it as I go as I go along. Not. I'm telling you, if I'm a potter okay. or cancer as well. So I, I'll, I'll kind of <laughs> up until about Revealed. up until about twenty thousand words. I'll start every day. I'll start from the beginning of the book. I'll read it, read it, read it, and then I'll go. And then I'll keep doing that. And then by the time it's twenty thousand words, it's too long. So I just. But as long as I get that bit done, I'm, I'm through. I can just oh, bang, 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 bang. I love it. Wow. I don't think anyone else has, has no. described a similar writing process to this to us it's oh. really interesting oh, good, good well I mean I think the people who say it's hard as well the, here's the thing I don't understand about the people who are like oh yeah it's so hard being a writer right it's like shut up you've got a lovely job <laughs> but it, it's, it's the people who plan they'll do like a 60 page plan and then they'll be like mm. and then I write it out and then I edit it for a year and I'm like why are you editing for a year you planned it surely 
surely you you planned that there's this could be really shit at planning yeah well that's it <laughs> so don't yeah I just yeah I, I find it fascinating that people people do it they'll say oh I wrote I write the book in a month and then I make it good and I was like just make it good just be good be good <laughs> and then, you know valuable feedback yeah just be better no. <laughs> have you thought about just being yeah, good just be a good writer <laughs> yeah but, but, but by the time I get to my editor it's like two weeks and we're done you know I remember my very first yeah. book girl four it went to um it went to my editor and he gave it to another editor who wrote reams and reams and reams of things I needed to change and I was like what I, I don't feel like this editor really gets this and then he read the notes and he was like she doesn't get it and and uh and he said all you need to do is you've missed a bit where you need to mention his dad like the main character's dad I was like oh yeah and there was something in his drawer that his dad wrote and that was literally all I had to do for my edit. Wow. If, if, if I'd have done what this, this other editor had said, I'd have been there for months. And I'd probably would Did have... Did you go back oh. to the original editor and be like, you're missing the point, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it, was, it was crazy. It was, um, I had notes like, how does... Because I wrote it from the point of view of the victims. Mm. They were kind of foreshadowing their own death. Very common kind of thing that you can do in literature, is foreshadowing. And, and they were like, oh, how, how do they know that they're going to die? It's just a technique. It's a book. Yeah. Of course, you know, they don't know, otherwise they wouldn't die. So <laughs> yes. Anyway, I've gone off track. But yeah, God, that really annoyed no, that's good. annoyed me for 15 years. I'm so pleased I got it out. Yeah. Finally. Yes. Yes. Do you want to call them out? Name yeah, them. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember their name. <laughs> Presumably she's not working in this town again no after way. that. And she's probably Absolutely. not working at that publisher. Everyone moves around, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Fun little world. An incestuous mm. business. Yes. <laughs> Yes, so I've heard. Yeah. Well, say so you've told us what your favourite part of the process is, and you've gone ahead and asked our questions for us. And really. um, what's the? That's okay. But what? <laughs> what do you like least about it? I hate. No, I don't hate. I, I hate. No, brilliant. I don't hate anything. I, I try really hard not to hate anything. I did. The thing I dislike is anything that isn't the writing, basically. So <laughs> this social media, doing yes. podcasts on yeah. a Friday night. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, and, like events as well. Like you know, these events where you have to go to Harrogate. Everyone loves it. I like, <laughs> I like being on the panel and talking about the books, and then meeting the readers, and then I don't know. I think I've done so many now. It's like oh, I'm hanging out in the tent again, just drinking my body weight in, you know, old <laughs> peculiar or whatever. And uh, I don't know. I just think uh, it's too, it's too much. Is this stop being about the writing and? Um, mm. Uh, so that is the stuff it, it's not that I dislike it but it's the stuff I dislike most because I just want to sit down and I'll always take my laptop to these things and kind of nip up mm. to my hotel room and just smash out some words so I know I've done something that day but um it's all of that and having a social media presence and what what do we do now no one can hear you on Twitter and you will go mm. into blue sky and no one's there really I don't know it's just like yeah can I just write a book and then I give it to an editor and then they make it look pretty and then it goes in a shop and while that's all happening, I'll write another yeah. one. That's all I want to do. I mean, like, you basically want to be Jane Austen. Yeah. Like her era was like the golden age yeah. of that, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I just think, you know, Hemingway and Fitzgerald weren't worried about their public image no. or, or anything like that. <laughs> Neither am I. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I guess, you you know, it's of, it's it's that time, you know, it's our time. So you have to do it, but that is the stuff I, I dislike. Yeah. Mm. For what it's worth, having seen you at a few events and things now, you're very good at them. And I don't think for a second that you're like not, you know, 
you're like you're done with them by any stretch. You're very good at putting the face on for, for what it's well. Worth. I think well, I think I do like I talk about books and writing all day. I don't mind doing that. And so the panel stuff, it's just do you know what I think it's just other writers. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I like <laughs> all the, the worst. I like the readers. They're great. Yeah. It's just <laughs> oh, why well, you get too many writers in in one space and. We're all just moaning about how crap we're doing, you know. It's just, like, you know, even the people you think are doing brilliantly, they're like, no, everything's awful. Also, I mean, I was, I'm not going to name them, but I was speaking to another author recently, and they were saying those events are all lovely and everything, but essentially, it does just turn out to be everyone just wanking each other off because it's it's not yeah. selling books to do those events necessarily. Yeah. You're just presenting to other authors a lot of the time and like some readers and, you know, industry people and stuff, but you're not, it's not going to sell you more books to be on a panel necessarily. It's lovely to do. It's great for your, you know, among your peers and everything, but it is just a bit of a, a, a mutual masturbation session. To it a is a bit, and that can be fun, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I course. mean, this one loves mutual <laughs> masturbation. Yeah. I'm into that. I can do I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> Five kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to go a little bit further? To, but um, yeah. I heard. I heard. Yeah, yeah it, it can be like that. And I think I, a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm just going to say yes to everything. So I was, at, I was at everything. I was in ice and I was at Harrogate. I was at Capital. <laughs> and and uh, initially, I was like, I'm just going to say no to everything and see. Perfect. Kind of whether there's any difference to the amount of books I sell. And uh, <laughs> obviously, I didn't say no to Harrogate because. I hadn't been on a panel before. Ago. I did the dinner the year before. And then uh, I don't say no to capital crime because it's run by my agent. So, um, you know, it'd be very <laughs> stupid for me to do that. And uh, and I was up for an award, so I wanted to go. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I, at Harrogate this year, I was on a panel with just just some creator. Who was I on with? Um, CJ Tudor, Simon Twine, Liz Nugent, uh, Fiona Cummins. Big names. Yeah. And so afterwards, we're in the signing bit. And they've got fucking queues like for days and days. I'm just sitting there like, you know, six people have come up and asked me to sign my book. <laughs> One person came up and just said, I started reading your book uh, and I and I didn't like it. I was like, you, you queued up to tell me that. I was, like, I was like, well, I didn't write that for you. Clearly, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I was, wow. you know, it's nice to have someone extra in the queue, I guess. I find it fascinating that anyone could watch you speak and not go and buy your book after, for the record. Because I say you're very, you, I, as the bio said, charming, wickedly funny. Mm, yes, I know. I don't understand it either. I don't understand why I'm not, not doing <laughs> a lot is. better. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck them all. Yeah. I think it's because I openly say how much I hate other writers. <laughs> <laughs> Open with that. Mm. Tell them to, if they ask you for a pants or a planner, yeah. fuck yeah. off. No. Nope. Dead, dead to me. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Very likable character. (laughs) So if you didn't do any events, how many books do you think you produce in a year? I say books like writing, obviously, remove all the other crap. So I... That's a good question. It is a good question. Thanks. Yeah, it was good. Um, I think... (laughs) I mean, I can write a book to be published every year and I do that. And then I tend to write one for me to kind of to get away from from it all and then I'll, I'll you write a spare book for yourself yeah just like <laughs> I've got like three or four in a drawer just waiting in case I just have a dry spot <laughs> and uh so and I do that and I, I tend to write kind of two and a half books a year maybe maybe a little bit more but but I don't I can't do it full time at the moment and I, I have this fitness company and obviously all these kids so it, I think you can't do it full time he does two and a half books a year yeah. okay so <laughs> so I think if I if I if I if it was my only job which it was once then I I don't know. I don't know. I would, 
I'd be so happy because I could write even more. I don't know, four, wow. five. I don't know. I don't know. I could do it all the time every day and not worry about the other things. I'd love it. Do you it. think you'd happily do that for the rest of your life, Bill? Or do you think there'd come a point where you're like, oh, a bit tired of this? Um, no, I don't, no I, I hope not. I hope not. I think um, I just love it. It's, it I, a lot of people are, they say, oh, I wanted to be a writer from when I was born. And I, and I wasn't like, mm. I wasn't like that. I was, I liked creative stuff, but I, I didn't know I wanted to write mm. books. Uh, but now I'm in it. I know it is the thing I was. I, I, I should be doing because I fucking I fucking love it, and I would do it. And I wouldn't retire. I didn't wouldn't retire. I'd just keep writing until I I die. Which still, fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm hoping I don't. Yeah. So um, <laughs> for a never while, die. Like ever. Yeah. <laughs> never die. That's, yeah. That's the trick. <laughs> oh, that's such a nice answer, though. That you actually just love writing. I do. I do. I just. I think. I think about the words and the rhythm, and I and, and I love it. And I'm I'm very lucky with my current publisher that she she lets me write whatever I want so you know mm. if I sent her my shopping list she might be like oh yeah we'll do like a novella about this <laughs> <laughs> short stories so it's um, quite nice because I don't have to you know I never wanted to write crime books ever I never wanted mm. that I was kind of thrust towards that and which is why I you know I know I don't read them either <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's a Shit. surprise. I, it's a surprise. I get invited to these things. <laughs> Not anymore. I know. I know. After this, <laughs> and um, so I think I, I I just put my own spin on it. That's a bit. That's a bit different. All my books are very yeah. different, and yeah, that is that's quite freeing. Which which makes me enjoy it more. Mm. Whereas I think some writers are, you know, they try to push away, and their editor will be like, "No, you sold half a million copies of that last one. You'll write something very similar mm. to that." And I think, and so I can understand why people are like. Oh, it is a bit hard because maybe they're not allowed to 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 push on with something they want to do. I understand that, but I can. So yeah, yeah. Yes. That's your kind of brand now. Is like I and I hate labels and brands and all that kind of bullshit. But like I was, I was reading your Goodreads earlier. I was reading a lot of the feedback. Do you read Goodreads? Do you ever read your reviews and stuff? I used to. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I tend to only read the the, the one stars. They're my favourites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the people that can't queue up and tell you, it's good to catch up on those. Yeah, on the yeah that's one right. Star yeah. One. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, all very, overwhelmingly very positive, I have to say. But there was a lot of uh, the use of the word, and it makes me feel sick because I get called it sometimes too. Quirky. Oh, yes. Quirk. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. chock full of quirk in my book. Yeah. <laughs> You're just brimming with quirk. <laughs> it's quite, quite something. But I mean, in a way, I guess it's a compliment, though, because they're saying that you're doing something different and that's what they like. So that's good. I mean, quirky as itself is a problematic word, I think. Yeah. But... Yeah. And I think I think you, you always have these these writers who kind of skirt around the edges of the genre. And and, uh, <laughs> and I think I I am obviously one of those. I mean, every, every year I'll get like a press review that says oh this is the most original book i've read this year it's like it's so <laughs> lovely and then and then you know booksellers are like great where do i put it this is this is what you said in the bio they're just like oh does it go in horror does it go in crime is it a love story i mean good samaritans i thought was a love story you know mm. she loved him so much that she kind of covered up all the horrible shit that he did so yeah but yeah quirky i guess pretty quirky quirky yeah quirky, quirky carver yeah. as they call you. Yeah. <laughs> But speaking of the writing, and this is a brand new question that we've added to the podcast, and I did warn you about this, so hopefully oh, okay. it's not too shocking. What's a line that you've written lately? It's, it's the one, one I didn't from, look. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> or from a, from your catalogue that you're especially proud of? Do you know what? I I will definitely 
find one. But I, I will I will tell you this <laughs> while I'm I'm pulling up my current thing. <laughs> so I have this thing in in all my books where I I put in uh, nothing important happened today. This was the the one that was up for the Theakston novel of the year. Yeah. And I've always loved this this line, nothing important happened today. It's people are like, oh, how did you come up with this? How did you come up with this? I was like, almost everything I write is like something to do with the X-Files or Twin Peaks, basically. And <laughs> Love that. It was, um, it was, it was the name of, a, of an episode. It's a double episode, nothing important happened today, part one and two. And I just loved it. And it's in every single one of my books. So in some way or another, that is always my favourite line. When I get to it, I think, oh, I could put in nothing important happened today. <laughs> so I did have a really cool line as well from the new book that I'm writing. At the That's moment. a good line, though. Yeah. That's a pretty good answer, I think. Yes. And, and because it's in, it's, in every, it's in every single one. I, I wrote a short story. Short stories as well. I put it in both the short stories that I've had published. So, yeah, it's my favourite thing. I was, I, like, I've never had a tattoo or anything. I think, oh, if I did, that would be the thing that I have yeah. put on me. But That's um, cool. Yeah. So, so yes, that is the line. Damn, I had a really good, juicy, bloody line. So. <laughs> I'm sure if you want to dig it out, you absolutely yeah, will, can. But I think that was on. a pretty... Okay. That's a good line. I was going to say as well, you uh, talk about how you don't really like to do the social media stuff, which I totally get because, you know, you're a writer, you're not a social media manager, but you are really good to follow on social media, in my opinion. Yeah. I very much enjoy your Instagram format that you have gone with. Oh, yeah. I find it it's, very interesting. It's a little bit, um, it, it's a bit curated, quirky. isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> somewhat quirky. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of, uh, it's just a picture of whatever I'm reading whatever I'm writing, whatever I'm drinking at the time. Uh, so, yeah. It's good. It's very stylishly presented. Yeah, and I don't actually say anything else. I don't add like a million hashtags. No. Just like, this is what I'm reading at the moment. This is a line. I mean, you could go on there and find some lines I've written. And then, yeah, whatever I'm drinking. Uh, yeah, Nearly finished this, luckily. <laughs> wow. What a spare. Uh, oh, oh, I, I thought, I, you know, if I'll go on and... Yeah. You've got a spare book in your drawer, about two or three. You've got a spare yeah. drinks on the go. You're a very organised man, very well prepared. Well, you, prepared you, you, ha yeah. you have to be. You have to be. Yeah. You have to be. Hmm. Boy Scout. I like it. I was a cub <laughs> scout. Yeah, anyway, yeah, go on. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever struggled to get Nothing Important Happened Today into a book? Have you ever got to the end and be like, shit, I haven't included it? No, I haven't actually. No, no. I think it's, I think it's, always, <laughs> it's always on my mind. I have just I have all of these crazy Easter eggs because someone coined it. I was on another podcast, the Blood Brothers podcast, and they oh, yeah. and they uh, I think they coined this the Carververse because all of my things are it's like that Marvel <laughs> Universe yeah. thing where everything is yeah. kind of interlocking and interweaving. And um, so I'm always thinking about these stupid little Easter eggs that I can put in for people <laughs> who kind of continue to read my stuff. That's nice, but that's, but that's the big that. one. Yeah. It re hey. rewards the loyalty of your readers, and I like that. Yeah, exactly, and I think you should. I think yeah. I, I, my readers are, you know, I don't have a million, but the ones I have are, like, so loyal. They're so, it's a real kind of cult following, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're great. So, yeah, I like to put these things in for them, but also I like to put them in for me. Yeah. You're like uh, the Taylor Swift of authors. I wish I, I, wish I had her sales. <laughs> that would be nice. But, um, yeah, thanks. I, One day. I, I am a Swiftie, you never so, know. you know. Oh. oh, same. <laughs> so I am really interested in the answer to this question. If you had to be a character from one of your books, who would you be and why? Okay, 
I mean, there's literally only one answer I can give to this. <laughs> so I would be Maeve from Psychopaths Anonymous. She is. <laughs> she's brilliant. So she's she's a psychopath. She sets up this Psychopaths Anonymous group for other people who are kind of misunderstood and who fly against the societal norms. And uh, bit quirky. She's a little bit, bit yeah, a little bit quirky. Yeah, but quirky group. <laughs> I just I I like this idea that you can. You can be a psychopath, but not kill people. You know, you have that kind yeah. of yeah, like Sarah removal. Well, 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 yeah, and and I already feel like I am like this anyway. So, um, <laughs> Kevin, the writer Kevin Wignall and I, yeah, uh, are friends, and we 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 always talk about this. And you know, we'll go out for dinner, and and he'll be like, "Well, we don't care because we're psychopaths." And it's like, yeah, it's, and, and so you know, it's, it's a really, it's I think it's a really interesting topic. But I think I would be, mm. I think I am probably her, although I don't. Cut off dudes' penises and stuff them in their mouth. So apart from that, not yet, not in the mouth. No, There's not the still mouth. Time. No, no. I'll, <laughs> just the ear. Yeah, I'll pop it in their pocket or something. Yeah, in a back pocket. Yeah, save it save for later. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> but just she's just my favourite character to write because she's she's a nutcase, but she's also kind of looking for love and <laughs> she's like desperate mm, yeah. to be in this partnership, but also she doesn't really feel that way. It's yeah. So it's her without a doubt. She's the best. Like uh, I'm interested that you said there was only one clear choice because you've got such a huge group of really strong characters. Like they're really fleshed out. Yeah. And even the characters that aren't the characters that aren't human, you know, Beresford, <laughs> yeah. like that's an incredible almost main character, yeah, character. in yes. the book. Yeah. You could yeah. be a hotel. Yes. <laughs> you could be a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there's a, there is a a hotel in Glasgow called the Beresford, and it's this old kind of Art Deco uh, thing, oh, and it looks amazing. Like if I was going to film this, it would be in that building. It's amazing. I have people from Glasgow all the time messaging me. Have you seen this building? It's like, I didn't know about it until the book, obviously. And yeah, oh, it's amazing. Do you have to say that for legal reasons? What? Yes, no, no. I'd never heard. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> Disclaimer. I basically I called it the Beresford because there's there's a few nods towards rosemary's baby in it and that was the oh, yeah. building and that was the branford or something and i kind of i wanted it to sound a bit like that but also not like that so mm. yeah that's that's just where it came from but yeah there's some great characters in the new book i really i love mm. balial he's such he's such an ass yeah. he's so like he's <laughs> yeah. so cool as well and he's you know he just he just <laughs> drinks and fucks and you know wanders <laughs> the halls of his lovely building so i mean what <laughs> Sounds like a, a good existence. Life. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some lovely characters in that. I love the little boy as well, Odie. He's just like, he's just... In all his books. I love him. I love him. Yeah, he's so yeah. sweet. And he's, yeah, yeah. The bit where he calls his mum a whore. I just, I was like, oh, I broke my heart right in <laughs> that. Adorable. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's just too innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I uh, going back to the psychopath thing. I found that I find that really interesting. I, as you say, it's an interesting subject. I thought that as a, such an interesting idea for a book as well, because psychopaths do exist. We know they exist. They're mainly CEOs, but there yeah. are also <laughs> ones that aren't CEOs that just have trying to live a normal life, like you say, trying to find love, trying to disconnect with people, even though they physically are unable to do so. Well, not physically, but emotionally, do that. Yeah. And I think, as you say, to to cover the ones that aren't necessarily killing people is actually you're probably reaching a whole group of actual people that really appreciate that representation yes well, well i hope so i think i was writing for myself you know i just think <laughs> yeah. and kevin yeah and kevin it's just yeah i wrote the book yeah. for kevin it was yeah but, but, but it is true and it's i think you yeah if you, if you do feel that way I, I mean i find it funny you know 
someone will say to me, oh, you know, how do you feel about that? And I'm supposed to be empathetic towards it. Like what's feel? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, and, <laughs> but you learn that that is how you're supposed to feel. So you can kind of behave yeah. in a certain way that, you know, I, I, I'm always saying, oh yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. I just don't necessarily, I don't feel that, you know, I, I can, I completely understand that on like a, an intellectual level, but you know, it's not, it's not making me feel sad or whatever. Yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> I love, I love the honesty. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I think I, yeah. you have to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is music to my ears. But this is I a thing a you can't you can't help but be honest, right? This is the, no. the psychopathic well, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a conversation with um, I won't name them, a couple of friends a few years back, and they were both talking about their anxiety problems and how awful it is. And and I said, well, have you tried just deciding not to worry about things? And they were both <laughs> horrified. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's not that Have you hard. tried being just... a good writer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. just write just... better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just stop just being be nervous. A better person. You do come across as a psychopath. I have, like, from the episodes I've listened to. <gasps> yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank She's you. I, I, I often bring up the quote, which she tells me off for bringing it up all the time. But when she proudly told me that she's really good at manipulating people, that is a thing. Yeah. I'm mainly just jealous because I'm shit at manipulating people because I have too many feelings. I've got all of your feelings, both of you. Probably <laughs> it's very unfair. A surplus. How exhausting! It is. <laughs> God damn it. Well, if I if I didn't have so many feelings, I might be more prolific like you. Be writing hundreds of books a minute. Yeah. Well, there you go. That, that's clearly, enough. That's my tip not. for the day. Stop feeling things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And write a book. Yeah. I'd be good. Just sit be down good and at write. it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm always amazed with all of your writing. The fact you have a, a, a large family and you have another side business going on. You still have time to read a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I mean, not as much as as I'd like, but I do. It's funny. Again, this is a thing that people say. Oh, you know, to be a good writer, you have to be a good reader. And uh, <laughs> and I just. I don't know how much I agree with that because I think I think reading a lot makes you a very good reader, whereas writing a mm. lot makes you a much better writer. So I, I I wish I could read more, but it would get in the way of my writing. So so yeah, I do try to have kind of a physical book on the go that I can read during the day, and then I have my Kindle paperwhite thing that I can read at night. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so I've got a couple of things on the go at the moment. But yeah, I, I yeah you. you of course, I write books. I should read books. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. What mm. genres do you tend to read in? Because you said you don't really read in the sort of crime thriller. Yeah, I don't. Genre. Yeah, I know. So I do read more crime now because I do get sent books. You know, I, I, mm. do you know, I hear people on here. Oh, I get sent a million books, and I don't. I tend to get sent something where, like, another uh, a writer is trying to do something weird. And they're like, oh, Will, would you maybe yeah. read this and quote on it and say it's quirky a bit quirky? Cover yeah. to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, so um, I do read a bit more than I did, but I don't know. I feel like there's there's so many books that were written so long ago that I still haven't caught up with that I'm still mm. I'm still reading those. So I'm like, I like all that kind of anything from 100 years ago. In the 20s, if they lived in Paris 100 years ago and they were writing books, and that those are the books I, I'm reading or I want to read. I, I went through a phase where I read, you know, I was, I was deeply into like Nick Hornby and Mike Gale and, and you know, I thought I'd like uh, Helen Fielding as well. I loved all the British Jones books. I thought they were great. I, I went through that phase as well. I don't know. I'll, I'll kind of read it. I'll kind of read anything as long as it's not crime. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Unless I feel like I'm half shit. joking. I know. I'm only half joking. No, but it's funny because I know on 
like your earlier episode, you'd say you would ask like what tropes people hate. Yeah, we stopped asking mm. that because people got upset. People didn't like it. <laughs> but it's like, but I because I don't read loads of crime books, I'll get one. I oh yeah, an alcoholic detective who has a difficult <laughs> relationship with his daughter. This is so rich. It's you know, groundbreaking like, like, stuff. <laughs> I, I, ne- I never really had that. People would ask me the things I hate. I was like, I oh, know I tend to, I do, I do like most of the stuff I, I read. So yeah. That's yeah. good. So I couldn't, I, I, I wouldn't be a very good judge on those. Yeah. No, that's all right. That's, we that's we okay. retired that question. Yeah. So you're fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And on a um, unrelated note, you mentioned that you have physical books and a Kindle on the go. Physical books. Are you a <laughs> Do I page Why are you bringing this question up? Oh, she does it to upset me. Break the spines. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I, yes. I know. I, if I look at someone's bookshelf and their books look perfect, it's like, I can go to a bookshop and look at books that look like that. I want to see the ones <laughs> that are read and have been touched yes. and fondled and loved. <sighs> I know, I know, Frankie, you don't feel this way. I just feel you can touch, you can fondle and touch someone in a respectful way. You don't have to physically damage them. And I also, as I've always said, Sarah, you've known for many years, my, my quote on this is books are like babies. You shouldn't break their spines. Mm. Shouldn't you? Mm. Well, (laughs) psychopathic, like a true psychopath. Here she goes again. (laughs) I just think I like to keep my things nice. Nice. Yes. Hmm. Okay, well, oh, yeah. you, you know what? There's enough room for all of us, I think. Thank you. You know, I, you know, you don't know <laughs> just because you don't like apples doesn't mean you can't like grapes or whatever. You know, it's we can we can all like yeah. different things. We like to yeah, finger bang our books, and you like to kind of <laughs> caress them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <I've> destroy <laughs> them. them with a feather yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Two types of people in the world. Mm-hmm. I've let Sarah has borrowed books from me in the past. I think it's caused you immense anxiety, but not that you experience anxiety, yeah. but the closest thing to it where you're like, oh my God, if I give this back to her with a mark <laughs> on it, she will lose her shit. Yeah. I don't lend books Probably out. Probably the most stressful thing. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't really lend them out anymore yeah. to Sarah because I think I lent you one actually about three, four years ago and I haven't seen it since. So I think it's gone. No, now, isn't it? there was one awful. You hadn't lent it to me. Actually, it was a book we got for the podcast. You dropped it over to me. And about 10 minutes after you left, my cat bit through the front cover. Oh, gosh. Just <sighs> Anyway. Owners are like their pets. You've got a psychopathic cat. Probably. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> She's always yeah. biting shit. Yeah. Very, very awkward. <laughs> it's a good thing this isn't in person. Yes, podcast, yes. Because right, yeah. uh, you'd be in trouble. Well, I was about to ask you what the last book you read and loved was, which we'll ask in a sec. But also, now that you do a podcast, how are you finding that experience? It's odd. it's a lot of work. People don't quite, yeah, right. Uh, you know, understand how much goes into it and editing and all of that stuff. Sarah, you don't. You're very. You've got like ten percent of this podcast. <laughs> I've always thought it was really easy to yeah, be honest. Yeah. Like an hour <laughs> or two a week. Stressed. Yeah, she just rocks up. Just and... be better at making podcasts. You know, that's the trick. <laughs> yeah, just just do it faster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. I, guys. <laughs> I love it. I, I I do enjoy it. I think obviously. So I do this thing with with S J Watson, and we kind of spoke about it in a pub once. And he was, I was, he said we should do a podcast, and I was like, should we? Okay. And then I thought, oh, it might be quite nice to come at the same topic, like from him selling a gajillion books and me not, <laughs> and, 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 but talking about the same subject. And um, so it's quite fun. And we, we have a drink, a different drink each time that ties in with the this, this subject. And it's fun. It's fun. It's fun because it's just two writers yeah. uh, talking about stuff, um, which is, you know, which is what this is. So I'm very happy if people yeah. listen to it, but it, and it is it's fun. It's very funny. But again, it is it is a bit like 
this is the extra stuff. This is the extra stuff we do <laughs> now. Yeah. I, I never thought of doing anything like that, but but actually that is something I do I do really enjoy because it's kind of a break and it's still related, you know. Yeah, and it, it is very funny. I have to say I, I very much enjoyed the, les- the episodes I've listened to mm-hmm. and the choice of wines. They had a, they had a Kylie wine. Oh yeah, Sarah, they did Kylie Minogue's wine. I've seen those in the supermarket. Have you tried the Gary Barlow yet? Oh no. <laughs> Oh no, it's oh, yeah. fantastic! No, I no, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> tried that one. The Kylie one, I didn't think would be good, but it was actually quite nice. Yeah, she is Australian. Come on, yeah, I, that's I, true. I, I'm not sure she had much to do with the actual production. I think <laughs> <laughs> crushed the grapes herself exactly. with her tiny little feet. Yeah. They would take hours, years. Yeah. That's why it costs yeah. a pound more than the other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like the t- the Kylie foot fetishists are like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Love that. But anyway, I've made that weird. Mm. Um, but uh, what was the last book you read and loved? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so, oh I, oh, I did. So I love Chuck Palahniuk, right? He wrote Fight Club. Mm-hmm. So, so fun. Know, he's great. And um, quite, quirky. Uh, quirky. I, get, quirky. I, I do get compared to him quite a lot. And yes. I love that because he's my favourite. But also, I, I also hope that he never hears that because if someone said, Oh, we're the new world carver. I'll be like, who the fuck do you think you are? Right. So, so I kind of, I, I, I don't want him to ever know that I exist, but also I'd love it if he did. I'm very torn. Um, so he, his new one is called Not Forever, But For Now. I love all of his stuff. The last one he wrote, Adjustment Day. I don't know if I wasn't in the right place, but I just couldn't get through it. And it really hurt my feelings because I love him. And, you know, you know, you just want mm. your favorite to be great all the time. And, it, it it didn't quite work for me. I think I read it at the wrong time. And this one is just great. It's just so there's like these oh, two back. kids, these two young kids, brothers in Wales. They live in like this stately home and they keep kind of offing the staff. <laughs> like and, and the mum covers it up. There's also this suggestion that, that the mum like killed Kennedy and uh, you know, and <laughs> it's uh, and it's very you know yes, it, Cash. it's just so Again, I think like he he feels like he can do whatever he wants. Like he can write about whatever he wants, and that's why it's fun for him. And I'm sure if you ever spoke to him, he'd say, "I just love the writing." <laughs> so, so that, of course, that is that is the last one I love. But I did I read a Brett Easton Ellis book, and that then moved me on to Joan Didion, who I I love. So I read those on holiday, and ah, uh, yeah. I, so, but 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 Chuck always Chuck. He's he's nice. nice. Yeah. Solid choice. Yeah, read it. It's not yeah. crime, but it is because it's these kids killing. There's values yeah, of crime. Yeah. I think that heard. counts as a crime, doesn't it? Even if, even if you're heard a kid. That. Oh, well, yeah, oh, indeed. Yeah, so, uh, why am I going to bring up real crimes all the time? I was like, yeah, James Bolger. Jesus, I need to go dark. Fucking hell, this is that. dark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I mean, cause Sarah and I both have quite an interest in true crime as well. Yes. I'm guessing you're not a true crime person. Oh, I love it. I'm so oh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm writing something at the moment for for like a possible kind of uh, podcast series um, to do. I can't say anything about Fun. it, but it's but it's yeah. So I I love all that true crime stuff. I fucking love it, and and, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I I have like a real interest in serial killers. Like I have like favorite serial killers. Who's your favorite serial killer? You know, do you have one? That's a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to hear yours first. It's difficult. I love Ted Bundy. I mean, what a weird, love him. What a sentence, right? <laughs> love I love that Ted guy. Bundy. He's great. But, yeah. And I and I and I'm really interested in Manson because he kind mm. of never really did much, and like he got other people no. to do it. So and that kind mm. of 
spurred my interest in cults as well. I'm like a huge cult fan. I when I wrote yes. Nothing Important Happened Today, which is about this cult where it doesn't have a leader that anyone knows. They, no one knows who the leader is. And um, I watched this eight hour documentary on David Koresh, like which is fascinating. Oh, just eight hours. Yeah. I just oh yeah, I'm I'm well into it. So yes, the short answer is oh. I enjoy true crime as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's vaguely interesting. Yeah. Vaguely. Vaguely I love interesting. It. Do you mean his answer <laughs> or, serial, or true crime? <laughs> true crime. Oh, right. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> on, tell me, tell me your favourite. The answer was great. Oh, mine's Ted Bundy. Yeah. I know it's cliche, but... A few years ago for Christmas, I painstakingly made Sarah guess who, but with serial killers. Oh, Took it's me incredible. hours oh, to cut them all out. Yeah. Like, I'll send you pictures. I'm very proud oh, of yes, it. Yes, please do. I think for for very, I mean, I have a few favorite serial killers. I find some of the the really weird ones, like um, is it Robert Pickerton, the guy, the pig man who was feeding yeah. the bodies to pigs in yeah. Canada? I found that great from a, on a, an emotional level because I'm not a psychopath like you guys. Bear with me <laughs> when I say this, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I find him fascinating because I have you read the graphic novel My Friend Dahmer? No, it's a, a, written by a guy who went to high school with him. And it's basically a lot about his younger childhood years. And they've made a film of it, actually, which I believe is on Netflix. It's pretty good. We saw it, didn't we, Sarah, the BFI together? Did we? Yes. Jesus Christ. Oh. Unbelievable. It's a film. Yes, just, we did. Yeah. 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 Um, but I find, I, find his, I find it really sad and really tragic. And I feel a lot of sympathy towards him, even though he did absolutely horrendous, yeah, yeah. unforgivable <laughs> things, like drilling holes into men's heads and filling them with acid yeah. and turning them into zombies. Yeah. Misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> Just needed a hug from his dad and then it would have all been yeah. fine. So, And Toy Box Killer, horrifying, but fascinating. Um, yeah. Do you ever listen to Last Podcast on the Left? It's my favourite podcast. No. They do a lot of true crime stuff. Anyway, mm. we've derailed this entirely yes, and sorry. I'd probably let you go and have an evening oh, at some right, point. I'm cool. So, well, I'm on to the whiskey now, so it's fine. <laughs> well, speaking of true crime, Will Carver, mm. uh, you know what's coming. You've listened to the podcast, yeah. you know the score, and you know what you've done, don't you, Will Carver? I do, I'm afraid, yeah. Yep, you've committed a terrible, heinous crime. Uh, so heinous, so terrible, so disgusting in nature, that unfortunately, <laughs> you have been sentenced to death. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Um, so, confess your crime, Will Carver. What have you done to warrant this? So, I mean, I did, I thought about this, like, there have been some good answers and some awful ones. And I, and I wanted to do a good one. So, so I am a vegan, but I'm yes. like a non-preachy vegan. I think like, you know, I go out with people and they can have a, a greasy burger. And I'm not going to say anything. And, you know, I think people can believe in whatever God they want. Everyone, we should all get on. We can all like things. We can all bend a spine and we can all protect a spine, you know? Um, <laughs> yes. But if there's one thing I don't like, it's anti-vegans, right? I just, <laughs> because I don't know what... Have you killed Frankie? <laughs> I'm not anti-vegan. I mean... Oh. No, I'm anti you being vegan because you are you did it to annoy me. <laughs> I just, I don't know what there is to to hate. It's like, we we want to see less less suffering in the world, you know, really less cruelty. Yeah. And I, I don't understand that. So these people really get my goat because I don't, I just think there are trolls and there are just, I just, why do you hate someone who wants things to be nice? So I kind of feel like I would probably round some of these up and um, maybe <laughs> kind of tie them all to a chair naked and put paper cuts across their body <gasps> and then just throw salt and vinegar at them. That's one thing nice. I thought I might 
Yeah, That's pretty good. Right. But, but also I, I quite like the idea of kind of doing to them what gets done to animals. Like string them oh. up upside down and, you know, electrocuting them down the it beach. It checks a chainsaw massacre. I think it would be something like that. But also it's it goes against the thing of me not adding to the cruelty in the world. So I don't know. <laughs> but also they just yeah. they just annoy me because I, I don't, I can't understand it. I can't understand it. I know why people are against terrorism and, you know, it's not a good thing. <laughs> it's like, I, I just don't, I just don't want to add to the cruelty in the world. Oh, you bastard. Why don't you have a burger? What? Yeah. So I think yeah, I would no. probably mess up some anti-vegans in some way. Good Fair. answer. Yeah. That is a good answer. And I think either way you do it, maybe you've done both. Maybe it's... We start with the torture. Started and with then... the seasoning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're curing the meat, yeah. essentially, with salt and vinegar. <laughs> I know. And then I kill them. and then, But then, I don't know, get rid of the evidence. I can't eat it. You know, can't eat it, but you feed. Oh, then you feed it to more non-vegans. Ah, oh, yes, mm. yeah. Oh, there you go. Perfect. They get the next batch done. Circle of life. Yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> really is. You could have the Lion King soundtrack on know, while they're yeah. eating. It's great. Fantastic. Yeah. So many layers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Great answer. Thanks. Mm. I'd say top five of all the answers we've had Excellent. on that one yeah. because it's also the most honest. Because yeah, yeah, some people aren't. <laughs> yeah, some people are. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And. Okay, you've been sentenced to death. That's a bit of a bummer. But the good news is, and especially as a vegan, I'm fascinated to hear your answer on this. We're going to make you the death row meal of your dreams. Again, not necessarily cook it, but we'll get it for you. What would your death row meal be? There's no cooking required. So I think I think one of the things I, I'm known for, maybe slightly more than my books, is my absolute love of hummus right so i've been to <laughs> nice. i've been to book launches where people bring me tubs of hummus as like a gift oh that's a good someone, reputation someone to made get. me pens once with my book covers on that was lovely and and but i've had people bring me tubs of hummus um <laughs> and so i think if it was my last meal i would have a bucket like a bucket of hummus <laughs> And then, mm-hmm. so uh, it's difficult to know what I would dip in, but there are two, there's, my choices are twofold. Uh, there's, <laughs> waitress do this um, black truffle crisp. I mean, how wanky is that? It's super wanky. Yep. Uh, but, <laughs> it's like, and, but I love it because no one in the house likes those. So I know when I get them, they're all mine. All for you. So nice. that's kind of like my wanky crisp. But I also, I love um, nice and spicy Doritos. That's my kind of like every man. Yeah. Balance. Yeah, that's it. So it would be one of those, but I... You can have a little crisp platter that you can dip into. Mm, why not? Why not? But yeah, sure. a bucket, a bucket. Oh, and it should be the hummus that is... Um, I like Sainsbury's Organic and I like okay. the Waitrose, the Dutchy one. Oh, I love them. They're the best ones. Okay. I I too love hummus. I eat hummus pretty much every day. Yes. I'm a big fan of the Sabra one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Sabra hate ones. that one. Yeah. What? How can you it's hate too it? smooth. It's, it's too smooth. It's meant to be smooth. Yeah. It's authentic. I like it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. And they that come in slightly me. bigger tubs as well. Yeah, and there's normally like a nice little <laughs> topping, a bit of chilli, a bit of garlic. Yeah. I'm into that. I mean, we. I, I think we have maybe 10 tubs a week here. I reckon. 10 tubs a week? Imagine, imagine how much that costs over the year. I had a little, I did a little <laughs> calculation the other week. I was like, oh God, that is a lot of hummus. Don't do that. No. Don't look don't into do it. That. Do you ever no. make your own? I have done. Yes, but it's just, I need it quicker than that. It's not the same. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. 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 Do it better. Do it quicker. Buy it. Yeah. Be better at hummus. Yes, exactly. (laughs) How hard is it? You've hummassed a lot of 
hummus. There we go. Oh, I'm very pleased we got a pun in. That's good. I had to get one in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I wonder what the plural of hummus is. Like, is it hummus? Is hummus? Like, hummus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good question. Mm. That's a good question. We'll we'll work it out. Yeah. What are you washing the hummus down with? What's your drink? Like Kylie wine or oh, well, we're, whiskey we're, or we're, gin? Well, I think we're, we're not allowed alcohol, but I'm going with it. So you can have alcohol. About, we'll let you. I don't know what 10, 12, 14 years ago. It was my friend's 30th birthday. And I bought him this. He's like, he loves Japan and he worked for a Japanese company. And I bought him this bottle of Japanese whiskey that was 30 years old. It was wow. And uh, it is the best whiskey I've ever had. Hibiki. It's from the Suntory wow. thing. At the time, it was like five hundred pound a bottle. Now it's like seven thousand five hundred pounds. So I wish I'd bought like five at the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you could retire. I know. And uh, <laughs> so I would have just like a, well, maybe a bucket of that as well. Bucket of hummus, bucket of whiskey. <laughs> nice dipping crisps into both. Do it, yeah, just, do it, yeah. yeah. Inject me whenever you <laughs> want. Whatever electric. Yeah, yeah. Right. you don't even notice. Yeah. Wow, great choices. Thanks. What a way to go. Yeah. Yes, seriously. You you committed Hamas murder. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, thank, thank God. You. That's just that's made my Friday night. Hamas murder. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Go. Welcome. Okay. Well, great meal. <laughs> Unfortunately, you have now been put to death. Very sorry. That's the tenderest you've ever said that, by the way. That's I genuinely been, thought you cared a bit I've then, which I've never seen yeah, she's getting in good. the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, been working on it. Uh, but we are going to bury you with the book of your choice. Which book are you taking with you? So uh, this is this is very difficult because I, um, you know, when people say, "Oh, if you're on a desert island, what book would you have?" Mm. And I think mm-hmm. I think I'd have like the giant inflatable book of how to make women <laughs> out of sand or something, right? But, but, but like, how I think, to like, escape the island, but how to fuck the sand? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but, but like i don't know I, th- I think death is very final so i'm not I, there's no point in having mm, something like yes. oh how to block a scythe or something like i don't know if that's gonna that's gonna <laughs> how help. So to I, counteract an injection a lethal yeah. injection yes. yeah so i think mm. i think i would before i wanted to become a writer of novels i thought i'd be like a poet mm. and so i have kind of piles of things that i've written uh that i never want anyone to see so i think <gasps> I would like you to just line that, line the coffin with that and then burn <laughs> the fuck out of me. So no one ever sees my teen angst, you know. I'd, Some kindling okay. just around. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't pick a book. I would, You know, my favourite book is Great Gatsby or Fight Club. You know, it'd be nice to, to go, go in with one of those. But I think I'd rather spare the world the possibility of finding, <laughs> <laughs> you know, young me talking about the girl who broke my heart or whatever. So, yes. Mm. Oh, I mean, from uh, from my perspective, I really want to read those yeah, quite yeah. badly. So <laughs> can, I, can I read them before I pop them they, in the coffin? They <laughs> still exist. They I know I should just talk <gasps> to them now, but yeah. Wow. Great. Great answers. <laughs> Will, it's been an utter delight oh, to have you on the really podcast. Has. Well, thanks for having me. It's very kind. Oh, a pleasure. Please come back in the future if you continue to write crime, as you reluctantly are yeah, doing. Well, let's see. Well, my, ne- my next book, I'm... Well, I might as well talk about it. You don't have to put this in. Um, my next book yeah, I'm writing is um, I hail these kind of pandemic people who've jumped on that pandemic bandwagon. So, but I'm writing a book about a pandemic. But essentially, <laughs> essentially, but you're doing it better. Yeah, well, well, it's got yeah. my little angle on it, my quirky angle. <laughs> They're going to release kind of a COVIDy thing, but um, I don't quite say that. But something gets released two weeks before, 
and it affects people like respiratory uh, but it doesn't kill them what it does is it makes them nice so everyone like develops compassion even you sarah wow it would happen to you oh my god and it kind of makes the world a better place for a while and obviously the government don't want that because they want you to be scared so so it's kind of yeah so i'm kind of writing like a speculative i guess i don't know does it fall into that that sounds great yes i just like the idea that everyone is is suddenly it makes you nice i love that idea it's just so stupid but um it's not stupid it's sorely needed yeah (laughs) yeah also i kill so many people you know i think you know why not balance yeah exactly yeah Fantastic. Amazing. Can't wait for that one. Please do come back and talk to us about it. Yes, I will. Thank, Thank you. you. Where can people find you on the internet? I know you hate social media, but you're good at it and people should follow you. Yes, well, I, I'm pretty much Will underscore Carver at, at everything. Twitter and what's the other one? Instagram and Blue Sky yep. and all that. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much Will underscore Carver. And then obviously I have the Substack, which I'm really into. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's great. So because it's writing. Yeah, because it's just it's I get to do more writing. Yeah, it's great. Um mm. so please find me on there. And obviously get lit podcast as well. Not to talk podcast yes. on a podcast. Check us you out. You can talk podcasts. Yeah. So, you know, we're we're on there as well. So brilliant. As, and, and Sarah, and, and Sarah, where, can people... where can where can we find <laughs> you? It's by the way, before you start, it's red, red and red. <laughs> yeah, okay. You really have listened to it. You have been listening. Okay, no, more than me. Uh, yeah. People can find us at Red and Buried Podcast on all the social medias. Yes, pretty much. Or you can Close email enough. us at redandburiedpodcast at gmail.com. Quick question, Sarah. How many of the uh, podcasts have you actually listened to? Uh, none. 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 We've done 51 yeah. author interviews as of I've today. I've lived them all. I yeah. don't need to listen again. Oh, I've lived I'm them all. Oh, I do because I edit the fuckers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's lucky that you enjoy it so much, Frankie. True. Yes. It's your calling. Mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes. That I don't get paid for. It's purely out of pleasure. Yeah. So there you go. Get paid and enjoy. <laughs> right. Well, thank you again, Will. It's been yes. so much fun to have you on. I knew you were going to be loads of fun. I said to Sarah, Will's really fun. Oh, You're going to like thanks. him. Thanks. Thanks. So. Yeah. And you didn't she disappoint did. everyone. Congratulations. Oh, thank, you weren't disappointing. Yes. Did all right. <laughs> okay. Incidentally, I, there are a few interviews coming in. Interviews, sorry. Reviews on Goodreads for Upstairs at the Beresford. There's a couple. Yeah. And one of them really made me laugh because it was a five star. And they were like, phew. Thank God it's good. I was really worried his books were going to start to get shit at some point and they haven't. So that's nice, isn't it? It's nice. People say lovely things. You said at the beginning, English author Will Carver. And one of my favourite one-star reviews is something. Will Carver is clearly an American author trying to be English. (laughs) What can I say? What can I say? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, you're Ooh. really committed to the to the lie, though. You've gone very method. I know. With yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I'm a method writer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Amazing. Well, well. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back soon with another episode. And uh, well, as you know from listening to podcasts, we never know how to end them. So, can you end this one for us? Um. Uh, no. Perfect. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> do you like music? And do you like podcasts? Chances are, you like music podcasts. Take this one for example, Pick a Disc. I'm Matt Latham and every fortnight a guest comes on to Pick a Disc to talk about an album for any reason that they want to. We'll talk about the, the album as a whole, we talk about songs, we talk about any personal stories about the album and 
and he, if they've ever seen the band live, and all, all sorts of other crazy tangents. And if any points, any of that made you want to listen to Bigger Disc, then you can find us on your podcast apps of choice, or on the Facebooks and Twitters and Instagram under Bigger Disc. We're also on the We Made This Podcast Network on WeMadeThisNetwork.com and on Twitter at We underscore Made This. Goodbye.